Today's daf is daf mem dalid, page farty far in Haley Gimazach's Baba Gama. And we pick up at the bottom of Mem Gimel Amad Beis, five lines from the bottom, at the two dots, at the colon. All right? Um, the Mishnah had taught us, again, five lines from the bottom of Mem Gimel Amad Beis. The Mishnah taught us that if an axe kills a child, whether it's a male, whether it's a female, the ox is going to be Chayov Misa, and the owner of the ox has to pay Kaifer. He's got to pay the additional Kofer, the additional atonement uh, payment. Here we go. Where do we get this expression of male or female? We got it from the Pasuk. It says if the ox gores a boy or a girl, so, Bain and Bas is an expression of younger people to let us know that even if it kills a young person, it's going to be obligated in Misa, not just when it kills adults. Says the Gemara, I don't understand that logic. I would have thought only when it kills adults, the Chayyab Bisa. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you, one second. Why would I think otherwise? So, the Gemara explains, I would have used logic to dictate otherwise because. If one person kills another person, there's a chi of Misa. V'chi of Sharba Adam. And if an ox kills a person, it's chi of Misa. I would say, Makish chi of Adam. Adam lo yishna vegedam vegedayilim. Just like when you kill another person, there's no difference how old the person is. Chi of Misa. Avkish chi of Sharba Adam. There shouldn't be a difference by an ox. You should always be chi of Misa. And therefore, I wouldn't need this Pasuk, right? I don't need this Pasuk. Tell me, I've been igach, abas igach. I'll make another Kavachaymer. Just like when a person kills another person. But we don't make Ketanim like Gedailim. What do you mean, don't make Ketanim by Gedailim? If you're the murderer. So if a 10 year old kid kills, he's not going to be Chayav Misa. So we don't make older ones, we don't make younger ones Chayav Misa like older ones. But we still say that when you kill a cotton, you're chayev. Even when the cotton kills you, he's not chayev. Top of today's daf. Sharba Adam, when a shark kills a person, where the Torah says, Why is it telling me that? To teach me that a, uh, a young ox is the same as an older ox. How much more so should we say the ox is chayev for killing a cotton when it's obligated, uh, the same way it's obligated by a gadol? So the Gemara is asking a question. What, 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 what do we need the puzzle for? I learned it out from a Kavachaymer. I'll have logic telling me that there's a chi of Misa on a young ox. Now, the Gemara here just noticed the, the one catch, the one catch that we're putting in over here, and you can question. You could question this question by saying, uh, excuse me, by a human, there's a difference between a 10-year-old killing and a 13-year-old killing. When did ever did you find a bar mitzvah for an ox? Right? The Kiddush in the question, in order to have this question, you have to accept the premise that I would be bothered that a month-old ox should be Chayav Misa. If you're not bothered by that, you wouldn't have this question. I'm just pointing that out. Okay? But the Gemara wants to bring logic that, oh, you see the difference between... By a human killing, you're not high of Misa when you're young, but by an ox killing, you are high of Misa when you're young. So you see a Chumrah 
on an axe. Since you see a chumrah by an axe, an axe should be held liable for killing a katan the same way it's, uh, it kills by a gadol. Just pointing that out. Says the Gemara, loy. No. This that we say, that an axe is higher for killing a katan, needs a pasuk. You cannot use a kavachaymer, and I'll explain to you. Because, im amrit adam ba adam, if, you, if you're dealing with people killing each other, shekin chayev bar badvar. See, people are chayev. If one person kills another person, there's a chayev misa. Let's say somebody damages another person. So there's payments, specifically four additional payments over the damage. As we've been learning, the pain, the medical bills, the loss of work, and the embarrassment. So humans, when they damage something or kill something, you find the stringencies that there's four additional payments. And your axe damages a person, you don't need to pay for embarrassment or medical bills. You just pay for damage. Okay? An axe, you don't pay those four things. So I would say that maybe a human, when it kills, is more chamer. To say that even when an axe kills a katan, it's the same as killing a gadol, okay? Because you can't learn out the halachas of katanim from the halachas of gadolim. I only know that that's true by an axe which is a muad. Because an axe which is a muad, now we've established this chay of misa for killing a young child. How do I know? The, in other words, the Rashi explains the, the pasuk of imben yigach yigach. If this muad axe scores a minor, that it's chay of misa, is said by a muad. So now the Gemara is asking a new question. That verse is not written by a tam. So how do I know that a tam ox that kills a young child is chayav misa? And I want to pause for a minute and add in one more detail. Why would I think that when an ox kills a katan, it's different than killing a gadol? So I'll tell you logically, it's, a, it's an easier target. So maybe I, you, you can't tell the owner of the ox that this is a real killing ox. Maybe it was just the, the oxy's a one-day-old baby and, and went after it. But is it necessarily a threat for a, for, for a human with a bigger body? Maybe not necessarily so. Okay, so the pasuk is coming to teach me it doesn't make a difference to size person. This ox is chayav misa. Now, this is true when the ox is a muad. How do I know when the ox is a tam? It's chayav misa even by killing the smallest human. Betam minayin, says the Gemara, dinhu. I'm using logic. Why? Since an axe is chayav misa for killing of a grown man or woman. And we said that if it's a mood, it kills, and if it kills a boy or a girl, the same way when you kill a adult man or woman, we've already learned previously the axe is chayav misa. There's no difference when it's a tam either. Okay, so the Gemara says like this. The verse tells me, Axis Chayav Misa for killing an adult. How do I know it's Chayav for killing even a smallest child? The Gemara says, logic. What's the logic? Once I know that it's Chayav Misa for killing an adult, no difference between being Ishla Isha, a man or a woman. Same thing holds by a younger child. We shouldn't differentiate. We shouldn't make a difference between the Tam and the Mu'ad. 
a tam and a muad is chayev for killing a, an adult. So a tam and muad. Once I know a muad is chayev, basically the Gemara is answering, I know that a tam is chayev too. Says the Gemara. And what about making another kavachaymer? We could make a, we could use, a, besides for using that kavachaymer to teach me even a tam is chayev on a minor, I'll make another uh, logical inference. Just like by a man, by um, a, a man and woman, where if you do damage, you are responsible uh, in more ways than what meets the eye. We're pretty strict by uh, uh, by men and women. There's a difference between a tam and a muad. So a younger child that have an easier time when it comes to their damages because we don't obligate payment when a child damages. So too, we shouldn't make a difference between Tom and Amor. Now this is dealing with smaller people. Okay, so we're trying to say that that uh, by the same way by smaller people, there's less, re- even though they have a greater power when they damage, there's no difference between the Tam and Muad. Either way, you do not need to pay. So too, if they get damaged. Says the Gemara, Amrit, but you'll say, you'll bust up my Kavachaymer. Do we make a Kavachaymer to be strict? If the Torah wants to be strict, when it comes to a muad, let's say I have an axe that's a muad, and the Torah, we already made a drasha telling me that a muad axe that kills a minor is chayav misa. Tachmir betam hakal. Does it make sense to be machmir on the tam, which is kal? Here's the Gemara's question, very straightforward. Let's pause. I, I want to just explain the, the, the basic question and why this overrides the logics we've been saying. We've clearly established an ox which is a muad that kills the smallest boy or girl is chay of misa. The Gemara here is asking a basic question. And then we want to know about a time. The Gemara is asking a basic question. One second. If a tam ox would be chay of misa for killing a minor, shouldn't that be the pasuk? Because if the Torah tells me that a tamax kills a one-week-old boy or girl, Yechai Misa, Kavachai Mermuot. But it doesn't. So the Gemara is asking, you're telling me all the Kavachai in the world, but if you look at where the Torah placed the verse, it doesn't make sense. Because then, if the Halacha holds true that a tamax is Chai of Misa, the verse should have written it by a tamax, and it doesn't. That should be strong enough of a issue to override your kavachaymers. But item furthermore, im amrepe ishvi isha shekein chayavim b'mitzvah is. I'll tell you like this: maybe an axe is obligated for killing a man or woman because there's a chiyav in mitzvah, so you're removing mitzvahs from the world, and you have protection. Taimar beinu ba'ash b'turah min mitzvahs is it necessarily true that if it kills. A, uh, a, a young person who has no chi of mitzvahs. Yes, so they're not being withheld from bringing more mitzvahs to the world. So maybe there shouldn't be a chi of Talmud Leimar. That's why it says, to teach me 
Negicha betam, negicha bemuad, negicha lemisa, negicha le nizaken, that a goring is a goring, is a goring is a goring. Which means a goring of a tam is considered, we're, put, we're putting it together with the goring of a muad, and there's no difference whether it is killing, there's no difference whether it is damaging. Bottom line is that the same way you're responsible, an ox is responsible uh, for damaging, that's responsible for killing. And there's no difference, adult, minor, bottom line, the Gemara walks away with with all the drushes you want to make and all the Kavachimers. Any ox that kills any human being, any ox meaning Tamar Mood, that kills any human being, any size, is going to be put to death. Okay. Says the Mishnah. What happens if the ox kills unintentionally? So listen to this. Now we're going to get into the back scratching. That I uh, warned the Eilam about on Friday. And as I said that, my back started itching. Uh, ox is rubbing itself against the wall. And the wall, because the ox is scratching its back, knocks down the wall and the wall falls on top of a person. And the person dies. Now, the ox was not out to gore. The ox was not out to knock down walls. The ox was out to scratch its back. Niskavin la'aregazabehima, or let's say the ox in, uh, had kavana, had intention to kill an animal, and it killed a person. The owner of the victim, of the ox that was about to be a victim, stepped in the way, and the ox killed him instead, but it never intended to kill the person. Lekanani, the ox intended to kill a kanani, Baharag ben Yisrael ended up killing a yid. Linefalim, the ox intended to kill a nafel. A nafel is a child that's born and is going to pass away within 30 days. Vaharag ben Kayama and still killed, and instead killed a healthy baby. Potter, the Allah is, there's no chi of misa. Okay? Which means, when is an ox put to death? When it tried to gore or kill a person. Does need to be goring, but when you see the ox intended to. to to bring severe damage, then to uh, to a, a viable person who would be chayav misa for, then it's chayav misa. If an ox killed in a way that there was no intention, there's not going to be a chayav misa. Okay, here we go. Zogt the Gemara. Amar Shmuel Shmuel says, "Potter be misa This that we say the ox is potter doesn't mean there's no payments. If the ox knocked down a wall, there's going to be payments. There absolutely will be payments, but there's just no chayav misa. Right? There's no chayav misa. But there is a chi above kaifer. For killing, the bottom line is you're an ox that killed. Rav Amar Barav says, Pater Mizeh Mizeh. No, it's not chayav misa. And it's also not chayav kaifer. Okay. Now, Rashi explains, according to Rav, in order to be chayav kaifer, you need to be the same category as chayav misa. It goes hand in hand. Usually when your ox kills, the ox gets put to death and you pay kaifer. Rav says you need both. You can't just have one or the other. Says the Gemara, the Amai, what's the reason for Shmuel that you pay Kaifer even though it's not put to death? Hot Tam, who aren't we dealing with a short Tam? Okay. Why? Why can't it be referring to a Muad? Huh? It'll be Chayabisa. Yeah, we're dealing with a Tam. Says Gemara, no. Kedam Arav, b'muar lipa la b'nei adam b'chayres. 
you know, maybe the, the ox here is a muad for toppling over walls, for knocking down walls as it scratches its back. But, but uh, it's a muad for falling onto people. <laughs> right? So he says that um, if uh, you just have an ox that's uh, always falling down into pits, you know, in, uh, in manholes when people are working down there for, uh, for uh, sewage, whatever it is. So maybe it's a moor where the, the, the ox is a moor to fall onto people. But hachanami, over here, maybe we're talking dealing with the ox is a moor. For some reason, whenever there's somebody behind the wall, the ox needs to go scratch its back on the other side. And that could be the case where Yitaka have a moor for, uh, you know, the, the ox already did this two or three times by knocking walls over onto people. And even though it's taka rare, and it would have to be a pretty uh, fascinating ox to have a thing to do this, but maybe it is a mood. So the Gemara is asking a question back to square one. Why is the ox not Chayav Misa? Maybe we're dealing with, uh, with a mood. Says the Gemara, no. Ihochi barkatolahu, like Mata said before. No, because if it's a mood for that, then it's already dead. Because we already know that that's what it does. Yet, if an ox shows us a pattern of people being there, so I'm going to go knock over a wall uh, to, to kill the guy, it would be put to death. It makes sense in the first case, where, by the case of the, um, of the pit. Yeah? So the ox ends up falling into the pit while he's trying to get something to eat from the pit. So you'd say, oh, there's somebody down in the pit, fine, very nice, but why'd the ox go down there? Not to crush the guy, but he, the ox was trying to... It saw that there was uh, some geshmaka stuff down there, so he was going to get some food. Okay, so since there was no intention to hurt or kill, it's not chayav misa. Elohacha, but in this case, by the wall, Elohacha, Michael Amemar, what are you... Uh, how are you going to explain the case? The Gemara says, of the wall. The Gemara says, I'll tell you, You know why it's going against the wall? Because it's got an edge. It's got an itch that it needs to scratch. But it's not necessarily there to kill the person. Says the Gemara, how do you know? How do you know what it wants to do? Why it's why it's knocking against the wall? Because after the wall fell down, the ox kept scratching itself on the stones. So if the ox's goal was to damage the guy. So then it would have stopped as soon as the wall fell over. If the ox starts uh, rolling over uh, afterwards to, to scratch itself on the stones, so we see its logic. So we, we see the logic of the ox that it was there talking to get Hano and has no intent to damage, and that's how you have a case of a muad, and it's not yet dead. Says the Gemara of Akati Tzairas Ninu. Okay, so you want to tell me the case of the wall, it's... Uh, it's uh, not Chayav Misa for knocking it down. Says Gemara, well, let me ask you something. And there's no Chayav Kaifer, according to Rav. There's no Chayav Kaifer on Cyrus. See, Cyrus is the Kayach of the animal, kicks out pebbles. Why, why is the wall different than pebbles that shoot out? It should be the same thing. It's not the ox itself damaging. The ox knocks over the wall, and the wall goes and kills. So how can we even say that there's a Chayav Kaifer? There's clearly no Kaifer payment. We know this already when there's no Cyrus. What happened was the wall fell down through the ox constantly pushing it. So it's not that the, the, it knocked the wall and then the wall fell. That would be Cyrus. But if the ox is constantly staying with the bricks, 
So then you're going to consider the whole wall to be the kayach of the ox, the power of the ox, like the ox itself, as opposed to it being Cyrus. And that's where Shmuel can say that there would be an obligation of kaifer payment. Okay. So the bottom line is, what we've just established, is two valid opinions of early Amiram, Rav and Shmuel, what do you do when you have this ox by the wall, knocks it down, whether or not there's a, whether or not there's a, a kaifer payment, Rav says there's no kaifer payment because it goes hand in hand with the chi of Misa. And since the ox is not put to death, you don't pay kaifer. And Shmuel says you do pay kaifer. There's no death, but there is kaifer. And now the Gemara is going to try to establish which opinion is correct. Says the Gemara like this. Tanya, Kavase de Shmuel. Third line, Omem Dal We now, let's come and bring a raya, which seems to be a proof to Shmuel that... Um, that there's a chi of kaifer, utiyufta derav, and in turn would be an upshlag, would be a uh, refutation on rav. Okay, what does the brisa say? Yesh chi of misa v'kaifer. You could have a case. Sometimes an ox is chay of misa with kaifer. V'yesh chay of kaifer but misa. There's times where an ox is is chay of and kaifer and potter from misa. V'yesh chay of misa potter and a kaifer. V'yesh potter misa on misa. Okay, sometimes the ox gets put to death and pays kaifer, sometimes the ox gets put to death doesn't pay kaifer, sometimes the ox is not put to death and does pay kaifer, and sometimes nothing. Okay, let's go through the cases. Okay, Tzad, for example, Mu'ad B'Kavana. If you have a Mu'ad ox that purposely killed, Chayav Misu V'Kaifer, the ox gets put to death, and you pay kaifer. Mu'ad Shalai B'Kavana. Let's say the ox is a Mu'ad, but it killed without Kavana. Says there, do we kill the ox? No, they only get killed. If there was intention. Okay, so Mu'ad Shlaibi Kavana, Chayav Kaifer, Upatu Misa. It says the Bryce, you're going to have to pay Kaifer because the Misa, you're a Mu'ad that killed. So the Kaifer payment is there, but there's no Chayav Misa. This, by the way, is clearly Shmuel's opinion. Let's keep going. Tam Bikavana, a Tam that kills with intention, Chayav Misa, is going to be put to death, Upatur the kaifer, because kaifer is by Amuah. Tam, Shlaibi Kavana, when a Tam gores without Kavana, so then, Potter Mizeh Bottom line is, this is a proof to Shmuel. Beautiful. Right? You see over here, that you could have a case of kaifer without Misa. According to Rav, the two go hand in hand. Says the, says the Gemara. Tahani Zakin, Shlaibi Kavana. What about when it comes to an animal damaging? Shlaibi Kavana. Without any intention at all. Rav Yehuda Mechayev, Rav Yehuda says that the owner of the animal is Chayev when the ox damages without intention. But Rav Shimon Paiter, Rav Shimon says you are Paiter. My time is Rav Yehuda. What's the reason for Rav Yehuda that says when your ox damages without Kavana, you need to pay? Yalof mi Kaifer. I'll learn it out from the laws of Kaifer. Ma Kaifer shlavi Kavana Chayev. Just like Kaifer, if you have an ox that's a muad that gores unintentionally, okay? The halacha is your Chayev Kaifer. By damage as well. When your ox damages unintentionally, you're going to have to pay for the damage. That's going to be Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says the same way I find it's Chayav Misa, I'm sorry, the same way I find there's a kofar payment without Kavana, so you should also make damaging payments without Kavana. They're both payments, and once I find payments are made without intention, it should go across the board. That is Rav Yehuda's logic. Rav Shimon, 
We'll argue. Rav Shimon says no. Again, Rav Shimon holds that if your ox damages without kavana, you're potter. Why? Rav Shimon, yalif mi katli dushar. He says you learn it out from whether or not an ox gets killed. Ma katli, just like when your ox kills unintentionally. We don't, shalai be there's no intention here. Potter, there's no death penalty. I agree, there's kaifer, there's a payment. But there's no death penalty. So you see, you're off the hook in a sense. So too, if your ox only damages unintentionally, you should be potter. So just notice this is very simple and basic. My ox damages without kavana. Do I need to pay? Rav Yehuda says yes, because we compare it to kofer. Rav Shimon says no, because we compare it to death penalty. What's going to be the obvious conversation now? Why is each one picking their approach? Okay? Says the Gemara. Rav Yehuda who says that you need to pay when your animal damages unintentionally because it's compared to Kaifer. Why doesn't he learn it out from the death penalty? There's no death penalty. Maybe he should say there's no payment by damages. Very logical, says Rav Yehuda. I'll tell you why. Because very nice when the axe kills unintentionally, he doesn't get put to death. But does it pay? Yeah. So you find unintentional payment. Why would I compare unintentional damage to unintentional being executed? If I could compare unintentional damage to unintentional killing, paying kaifer. The, once I find that you pay, when there's, even when it's unintentional, by death, you pay kaifer. So too, you pay by damage. That makes more sense. Okay, so let's go back to Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon, nami me kaifer. According to Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon says, you don't pay because it's compared to a death penalty. He says, Mara, why doesn't he learn that from Kaifer that you should make a payment? He says, Rav Shimon says, we're going to learn out the obligations of an ox from the obligations of an ox. What happens to the ox when it kills? Death penalty. What happens to the ox when it damages? You're going to pay from its body. See, Kofar is a responsibility on the owner, separate from the ox. Says Reb Shimon, it's different. I'm going to prefer the payment of the ox to the ox. So compare unintentional damage to the fact that there's no payment of execution. As opposed to comparing it to the payment of Kaifer, which is an owner dicker responsibility. It's more on the Gavra. It's more about the owner than it is the Chafza, the, the, the ox itself. Okay. Two dots. Next part of the Mishnah. Let's say the ox wanted to kill another animal, but a, then a, a person stepped in. We said, Potter, there's no Chiyav Misa. What if the ox wanted to kill a person? In other words, what if the ox wanted to kill Yankel? And then Beryl gets in the way. Is the ox Chiyav Misa? What would you say? It seems, yeah. Because the Mishnah only said, if you wanted to kill an ox and you killed a human, oh, then you're potter. It seems to imply, if you want to kill a human and another human died instead, you'd be chayef. Okay? We would put the ox to death. Says the Gemara, Masis like Rav Shimon, this does not follow the opinion of Rav Shimon. The time that there's a price of Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon says, You don't put an ox to death, even if it intended to kill Yankel. Shimon stepped in the, uh, uh, um, and Beryl stepped in the way. He killed Beryl. Says Rav Shimon, there's no death penalty, which is not like our Mishnah. So it seems that our Mishnah holds 
that let's say the ox intended to kill Yankel and instead kills Beryl, there is a Chi of Misa, but Reb Shimon in the Brayso holds there's not. So now what we're going to try to do is explain the opinions. My time to Reb Shimon, what's the reason for Reb Shimon who says you are not Chayev? The Yom Akra, Hashar Yisrael Gambal of Yumas, the ox is stoned and the owner is Chayev Misa. Kemisa Sabaylam, Kach Misa Sashar. You only kill the ox when the owner would be Chayev Misa as well. And guess what? When is the owner of the ox, which is a moor that kills Chayev Misa? Ma Baylam Adam is Kavanle. The owner is only be Chayev Misa when he has intention to kill. Avshar Nami Adam is Kavanle. So too, when your ox kills, there's only going to be a Chayev Misa when there's a direct intention to kill that person. And how do I know that an owner himself, if you kill somebody, let's say I intend to kill one person and I end up killing somebody else, how do I know I'm not Chayav Misa? Maybe I should be. I wanted to kill. Maybe I should be Chayav Misa. Says The only time you're Chayav Misa is if you ambush somebody and you stand up against them. Which means, you have to have intention to kill this guy. The Rabbanu say that if you want to kill somebody, you end up killing somebody else, you are Chayav Misa. What do they do with this Pasuk? Amri, they say, they said in the Yeshiva of Rabbanai, it's excluding a case if somebody throws a stone into a, uh, a crowd of people. You don't know directly who it's going to kill. You don't know if it's going to kill a Yid, a Goy, a this, a that. You don't know the difference. So in such a case... The Pasuk teaches me that there's not going to be a Chiyav Misa. Are you gonna, do you have big problems? Yeah, you got big problems. Are we going to probably lock you up because you're a threat to society? Possibly. But is there an actual Chiyav Misa? No. Says, what, what is that case? What are we talking about? Let's say you throw into a crowd of non-Kananim and one Yisrael, typically, maybe I'll say the reason why you're not Chiyav Misa is because it's Rav Kananim. I don't need a Pasuk. I, I would put that from Misa anyway. Inami. Pago Pago, or maybe it's Chetzi Chetzi, half and half. Well, if it's half and half and you throw a stone which you kill somebody into a crowd, also you should be off the hook because, and I don't need a puzzle to tell me your putter, because Suffolk nefashas the Hakel. Whenever I have a, a Suffolk about a Chiyomisa, we are Makel. So where's the case when I throw a stone into the crowd, I'm not going to be Chayav Misa, Laitricha, the verse is needed, Dika Tish Yisraelim, Knani. When you have mostly Yisraelim in the group, you have, let's say, nine Jews. And one Kanani. Even though it's mostly Yidin, so you have Ruba working against you, and you're now shooting a bullet into that crowd. Since there's one Kanani in that crowd, that Kanani is considered established, and that makes it Chetzi Chetzi. It makes it like half and half. The Suffolk, Nefashas, the Hakel, and the, by, uh, since it's half and half, it's, we're back to a Suffolk, and the halacha is that we are, uh, we are lenient. Okay. Here we go. Says the next mission. Let's introduce this mission. We learned that if an axe is a moor, that kills. Hashari Yisakel, the axe gets killed. The gamba all of Yumas, even the owner is Chayiv Misa. Okay, for his negligence. We, we have to know when that's true and what that applies to. Okay? We have to know when that's true and when does it apply to. Says the Mishnah. If you have an axe that belongs to an adult woman, the Shor Hayasaymin. 
An ox that's owned by orphans, young orphans. Sharapitropis, an ox that is under the charge of a trustee. Shara Midbar. Or if you have a Shar Hamidbar. Shar Hamidbar is uh, an ox with no owner. It's out from the desert. Okay. Shara Hektish. You have an ox that belongs to Hektish. Shar Hager Shemes in the Yarshim. The ox of a Geru dies and there's nobody to inherit. Okay. So it's also Hefker. Pretty much the same as a wild animal. Um, so we'll get into why you got to mention both. Haray, wild animal means ownerless. Haray, elu, chayov, and misa. These oxen are chayov, misa. I want to pause for a moment and point out why I'm mentioning these cases specifically. So as we're going to see in the Gemara, Gemara will explain this, but I just want to give clarity as we go through the mission. Since the verse says you kill the ox and also the owner is obligated in death, I would think that the two are interdependent. Maybe you need to be a certain type of owner that's of Misa in order to put the, the ox to death. But what if the owner is a minor? What if the owner is an orphan? What if the ox is pushed ownerless? It's just simply ownerless. There's, not, there's nobody to take responsibility for it. Maybe there's no death penalty on the ox. Maybe it belongs to, what if it belongs to Hectish? Right? So since the death of the ox is put together with Gamba Olav, also its male owner gets put to death, so I would think in these situations where the two are not interconnected, mm. that there's no chi of misa on the ox either. But the Mishnah is letting me know, no, Okay, the ox is put to death. All right. says, Anytime an ox has no owner whatsoever, there's no death penalty. He says, listen, a woman owns it, chi of misa. Yasim owns it, Chi of Misa. It has to be that there's no owner in order for it to... Um, I'm sorry. It has to be that there's some sort of owner for it to be Chi of Misa. When do, I agree, when do I say there's no Chi of Misa? When there's no owner. So according to the ratio of the Mishra, according to the Tanakama, the first opinion, any ox that kills is Chi of Misa, independent of the owner, doesn't matter. Rebuta is going to say, no, Hashar Yisak of Agamba, all of you must means if there's an owner, it gets put to death. If there's no owner, doesn't get put to death. Therefore, Hektish, Gershames, Sharamidbar, there's going to be no death penalty on the ox. Turn around, one of the rabbis learned, that's why the rabbis. It says in the Pasuk, Shar, Shar, Shivam. It says, Shar, Shar, it says the word ox seven times. It uses, uh, it uses uh, the, the word ox. Okay? Um, the Torah Ara Sholem on the side doesn't have it on this one. Um, no, in, in Pasuk Haftes only mentions it twice, but in the, in the previous Pasuk, it mentions it an additional, uh, an additional five times. So the word ax is, uh, the word ax is listed seven times. Okay? So says the Gemara. This includes an ox gets put to death when it's owned by a woman, Shari Yasaimim, owned by orphans, Shara Apitrapis, in charge of the, by a trustee, Shara Midbar, Shara Hektish, Shara Gershames, Inla Yarshim. Rabbiuda Aymer, Rabbiuda says, Shara Midbar, Shara Hektish, Shara Gershames, Inla Yarshim, Beturim, Minamisa, Lefi, Sha'ain, Lahem, 
Bailam. So this Brisa very much is explaining the source and the reasoning for the Machlaikas. Okay. Would say, even if at the time that a gourd, the axe, was owned, and then the owner makes it hectic, there's no, we don't stone it. What if it gores? Then the owner makes it ownerless. Um, also, there's no death penalty. Where does he get the shor? Since the Mishnah says, uh, divides them. It says, Shara Midbar, Vishara Gershames, in the Yarshim. One second. Shara Gershames, you. What is the Shara Gershames? The ox of a convert that died. So there's nobody to inherit, right? So what is that? To keep in the Yarshim, happily Shara Since Obviously, it's because since there's nobody to inherit, so it's considered uh, it's considered ownerless. But one second. That's the same as an ownerless ox, like we we asked ourselves when we learned the Mishnah. Hanu Shara Midbar, Hanu Shara Gershames, in the Yarshim. Why does the Mishnah mention each of these cases separately? It's three of the same thing, right? Something that's from the desert, Gershemes, and Layarshim, three cases of ownerless. And the love, let me know, even if the ox gores, and then you make it hectic, or you make it ownerless afterwards, that's why we're mentioning the case. What do you mean ownerless? It means ownerless even if it happened later. So this is a proof that Rabbi Huda would have the fascinating and mechudish novel opinion that an Axtagors, a person, kills him, would be put to death if you don't make it hectish. If you make it hectish, it doesn't get put to death. Even if it gores and then you make it hectish, gores and then you make it ownerless, putter. The ox does not get uh, does not get stoned. You warn the owner, and then you kill the ox. The owner, the ox has to be the same at the t- at the din at the time that it gored, which means having the same owner doesn't have the same owner at the time that it, the din. It's not going to be chiyav misa. Ugumar din leibeinon says gemara. One second. Um, you don't need the gemara din before you make it ownerless. Once we say the ox is stoned, it must be that there's already a, a gemara din. There's already a psak. There's already a verdict uh, about it. So when it says vagam ba'alav yumas, which means you need ownership at that time as well. Alayim would rather say It needs everything. It needs that the actual goring, taking the ox to bezdin and the din are all the same in order to be chiyav misa. If it changed ownership at any time before then, there is no chiyav misa. Let's keep going on this because the next Mishnah is not even a brand new Mishnah. It's a continuation of this Gemara. So the Mishnah says, what happens now? What happens if you now have a court ruling, but the ox is being taken out of court to be stoned? And as it's being taken out to be stoned, the owner says, oh, I don't want to see Betsy be stoned. Um, I'm going to make it hectish. Okay? So Allah is, says the Mishnah, it does not belong to hectish. You know why? We'll see soon. Bottom line is, you don't even own it anymore. Okay? This thing is like out of your domain. Shachtai, what if he shechts it on the way to being stoned? Besarei Asr, you can't, uh, you're not allowed to, it's forbidden to use its meat. What if the owner made a hektish prior to the verdict? Muktush, it is hektish. Vim shachtai, besarei mutter. The meat is allowed. We'll see allowed for what. Okay. Masr the shemachin l'shayi what happens? <coughs> Excuse me. And now it's like a brand new halacha. Nothing to do with the judged ox. What happens if my ox 
is under the domain of somebody else who has to watch it. The lucha is the watcher takes the place of the owner. And if it damages, the watcher is obligated. If the ox was a mood when it damages, the guardian has to pay Nezek Sholem. And if it's a tam that damages, then you're going to pay half damages. Pause, period, end of the Mishnah. Now, this Mishnah is shocking because the first half of the Mishnah, continuation of the last Gemara, and then right smack dab in the middle, we start on a brand new topic of guardianship which is a brand new thing. So the Gemara will get into this, Bez Hashem. We will hold it here and pick up from the Mishnah again tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.